When you think about the future, what comes to mind? Is it the flying cars? Is it a house with a white picket fence? Or are you someone who just goes with the flow? There isn't a right or wrong answer here, but for many of us, a job is in our future. And funny enough, the next guest of our show is actually the founder of a media company called Our Future. They make business news fun for students like you. And the best part about this episode? We get to speak with the mastermind behind all of it and break down his cheat codes to building relationships with young and old business leaders in the world. A lot of the advice that you'll hear in this episode comes from the perspective of an entrepreneur. But right after each clip, I'll explain how anyone can use the advice to build a network of dreams for their career. Michael's a good friend of mine, and if you've ever spoken to him or listened to his podcast, you'll notice that he has immense confidence. But how did he get that? Yeah, I think a lot of the confidence came from identifying an opportunity I was really passionate about solving. So I, I definitely did look at it through like a problem statement. It was like, okay, I love listening to these business podcasts. I love listening to interviews with famous business leaders and executives and startup founders, but I really just don't feel like this content is designed, optimized, and targeted towards the next generation. And I want to be that voice. Like that was my mindset. Like I want to fill that gap in the market. I want to be the young voice of business for my generation through these interviews. Like I want to take the business interview and make it a product that young people are excited about consuming uh, and one that really kind of answers the questions that us Gen Zs have. Maybe you want to start a podcast. Maybe you don't. And again, there isn't a wrong answer here. But either way, what Michael just said is super important. Building a career while in college is a grind. You've got schoolwork that you need to get good grades on, continuing to build your network so that you have a chance to get some of these internships. And on top of all of that, you want to have a life. The only way that you can find the energy to do all of that is if you have some sort of North Star that you can aim towards. That could be a financial goal, a target job title. Just make sure that it's something that you know that if you hit it, you'll be extremely happy for yourself. That passion to hit whatever goal that you choose will turn into confidence because no matter what you do in life, you're going to have to deal with rejection. And the only way to get over all of those no's is to have the confidence to understand that a yes will come. Now, when it comes to networking, how do you provide value? So do you know what I say at the end of these cold emails? I say, this will be the most fun interview you've ever done. And I say that because it, I think it will be like, I'm not CNBC, man. I'm not, I'm not here to just, you know, you know, ask you some straight up questions and kick you off the air. Like, you know, I am this young 21, 21 year old host who is going to ask you some interesting questions. I'm going to bring you back in time. I'll put you in the time machine. We're going to go back. We're going to figure out what your, your vision was back then. We're going to fast forward into the present. And I guess when you talk about providing value, you're like, oh, what, what can I provide? What you can provide is knowing your stuff about that person. Do your research. That goes such a long way. And that when you're sitting down with this person, you know the answers to the questions you're going to ask. And that is a hallmark of a brilliant interviewer. You're honestly extracting the narrative and the story from them. All right. Maybe you don't have the confidence to say that you're going to give them the best interview that they've ever had. Because honestly, I don't even think that I'd be able to say that. But I want you to focus on that last part that Michael said, research. It's a recurring theme on the show whenever we talk about networking because it's just so true and it's super easy. There isn't necessarily a skill that you need to learn. All you need is Google and the determination to spend some time on it. So how do you start to research? Yeah, so when I 
do research for these guests. I will find out what they've said before. And then once I understand these things about them, you know, how long the marathon they ran was, you know, um, what they did, what their first job was out of college. You just use those facts as anchors in questions that instantly allows you to create a relationship. So you know things about this person, you know things. I mean, it could, it could be as simple as a cursory look at their LinkedIn profile. You know these things and you're literally building a relationship through the computer screen. Think about it. People talk about work all day. The last thing that they want is another 15 to 30 minute conversation all about work. If you can find ways to combine personal information with a company question, you win. For example, when Michael brought up the marathon piece, let's say you went on someone's LinkedIn profile and you saw that they recently posted about running a marathon. You could ask a question like, hey, I saw on LinkedIn that you recently ran in the Boston Marathon. How did you balance training for that while working? I can guarantee you that if you ask a question like that, you'll get a much better answer than if you had just asked, what's the culture like at your company? Now, what's another way to provide value? Okay, I don't care if you're trying to do a podcast like me um, or you're just a, working at a big company. You're providing value because, you, again, you're providing omniscience. What is it like at the entry level of the company? These business leaders want to know that. I interviewed a kid who was able to secure interviews with some of the biggest CEOs, with the CEO of Oracle, when he was an entry-level analyst there. And his value add was explaining to him what was going on at the entry level. Because what goes on at the entry level is indicative of the health of the entire company, the structure of the company, the process of the company. And remember that executives and business leaders are very far removed from that. So being able to kind of mesh your experience with theirs, you're providing them a view that they wouldn't otherwise get and a much more detailed view than they would normally get in the organization. When you speak with a higher up at a company, chances are they haven't talked to an entry level individual in a long time. And the only thing that they know about your role are probably the numbers that popped up on a company briefing last month. Any smart higher up knows that you are the future because they want you to go from entry level to upper management. And by making sure that your experience is the best, it can ensure that you'll hopefully stay at the company for the long run. Now, before you can even start to provide value, though, you need to get in touch with those people. What's a good outreach strategy? Yeah, so I use Rocket Reach, which is uh, probably the best email discovery tool out there. Um, a lot of people will rave about it. It is comes with a price tag, uh, but for a, a podcast like ours, which is predicated upon pretty awesome guests, um, it's Catalyst, and uh, we have our, our comms team running through that. Um, there's also other sites you can use. We're mainly only familiar with uh, with Rocket Reach, but don't forget the power of like a LinkedIn message. Um, you know, I I hit up sent a LinkedIn message to like the former CEO of BlackRock. Um, and she gave me her phone number over a LinkedIn message. Eileen Murray, swear to God. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, LinkedIn messages work as well. Um, emails as well. I mean, also you can hit up people's Twitter handles, their Instagram handles. When people want to be on my podcast, often they'll hit me on every channel I have. Mad respect. Because um, they got to see it if you're hitting them everywhere, right? So uh, make a spreadsheet, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, email right? Um, maybe they have another platform. Maybe they have a TikTok too, right? 
Get that spreadsheet going. You're going to hit them five times. You're going to follow up in a week. You're going to follow up again in another week. And there you have your outreach strategy. Some other email search tools are hunter.io and connect.clearbit.com. And our team at Declassified uses a combination of those two to get the guests that you hear on the show. And we also always make sure to download an email tracker to see if people are even opening up our emails. I also think that the multiple channel approach is dope too. It shows that you're willing to put in the work and you probably aren't just using a robot to try to get in touch with them. Speaking of robots, that's why you need to leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app right now so that the Apple algorithm knows that this podcast is dope and can send it to more students around the world. Send that five-star review, then subscribe to the show because I know 50% of you listening right now aren't subscribed. Now, whether you make my day or not by sending in that review, here's Michael's final cheat code. All right, here's the cheat code in life. All right, as a student, you, you literally have license to ask any successful person how they did it. You're, you simply have that authority. Like you don't have any authority as a student, but the authority you have is the authority to ask because you have nothing to lose. So go out there and just ask. Because the answer might be yes. Now, it might be yes 5% of the time and you get no response 95%, but that's still 5% yes. So you just need to ask. There's not enough students asking. And for the students that are asking, they're winning so, so big in life and in the networking world. They're winning so big. They've got such an advantage. Swing that student status around like how all of your friends are swinging around how they're an investor now because they bought some Dogecoin. Trust me, being a student may seem like a disadvantage, but I promise you it isn't. And start a podcast in your field, use Michael's outreach and relationship building tips, and start to build that career that you've always wanted. Well, that's about it. I'm out.